Hello, and welcome to This Week in James City County. I'm your host, Renee Dahlman. On today's episode, we are finally sitting down with a very special guest here in James City County, the Director of Parks and Recreation, John Carnifax. Welcome, John. Good morning, Renee. Tell me, March Madness, are you a basketball person? I am a basketball fan. Okay. I, I enjoy the college basketball Okay. Uh, and looking forward to March Madness myself. Who do you have winning the whole thing? Virginia. Virginia. Have okay. To go, have to go with the state team. <laughs> now, I have to tell you, I'm a Kansas girl, so I've got to do the Jayhawks. I... Uh-oh. My wife is a Kansas State, state grad. I know. So, oh, no. Yeah, but oh. it's okay. Uh, you know, Kansas is good all the way around. So. <laughs> Yeah, they've got three teams, I think, from Kansas. I know. Wichita State is in it. And I always choose Wichita because I have to. Born and raised. But (laughs) that one's always an X for Mm -hmm. me. But you never know. You never know. This could be the year. This could Anybody, I'd say there's 10 to 15 teams that could win it this year. All right. Tell us, what is a day in the life of a Parks and Recreation Director like? Well, I think I've been doing this for 36 years. Wow. So I, I can say that every day is a little bit different and that's probably why I have enjoyed this career. You could be out on a ball field in my early days as a director in a small community. I could be dragging ball fields, getting them ready for softball games. I go home, put on a coat and tie, go to an advisory commission meeting, and then that night go to a board meeting. And so I've enjoyed it and I look forward to quite a few more years. Uh, I'm not ready to retire. Uh, But I think the availability to work with a lot of citizens makes it rewarding, some days challenging. Sure. It's hard to please everybody, but uh, we do our best, and I enjoy that challenge and the opportunity to help a community grow and expand and meet the needs of our citizens. How many parks do we have in the county? We have 17. That is a lot of parks. Yeah. And we have about 1,500 acres of property. Most of that is not developed. Okay. uh, So we're in good standing there. I think we need to look at some property in the western end of the county and probably down in Grove area okay. for some smaller parks a, okay. as the community grows. So, But I think overall, our, our number of parks uh, and the acreage that we have is good for the size community. Okay. What do you think is the most popular park? The most visited, for visited. sure, is Warhill Sports Complex, uh, just sure. because of the sports tournaments and daily numbers. In Saturday there. mornings you Saturday go, and I morning. believe everyone in the county yeah. is there. Seven days a week, nine to ten months out of the year, mm-hmm. that park is getting used. So I'd say visitation, that alone is the highest. And okay. then you have, during the peak season, Jamestown Beach is becoming very popular. Yes. Freedom Park is very popular. We, it's a destination now for mountain biking probably in eastern Virginia and throughout the state. Okay. It's one of the better wow. mountain bike parks. And so that is getting a lot of use, more than people, I think, realize. And then, of course, with Go Ape over there, right. the public-private partnership we have, it's it's also growing. So, How long has that public-private partnership been there? We started that about six years ago. Six, six years. years, wow. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like it's been that long. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Do we have any other public-private partnerships like Go Ape? We do. WISC, the Williamsburg Indoor Sports Complex, located in the Warhill Sports Complex. Okay. That was our first public-private partnership back in 1999. Wow. They are doing very well. They've expanded a few times since they first opened. It was one of the first in the state for a public park agency to enter into a, that type of arrangement. It's been done in, in California, Illinois, and other states, but it was one of the first in Virginia. 
Another popular place is the Jamestown Marina. Yes, it was purchased back in 2005, six time frame, and we purchased the Jamestown Beach site and the marina at the same time. Okay. And both were older facilities, right. and the county it was on their acquisition property, looking down the road at some areas they wanted to purchase, and the opportunity presented itself. And the owner of the, both parcels, the county was really not interested in purchasing the marina, but the owner wanted to sell them as a package. So first few years, we tried to sell the marina unsuccessfully. There was a lot of maintenance needs, dredging, right. and other things. So. Uh, over the last four or five years, we've the county has now accepted that that's going to be a, a marina. We've entered into a, a public-private partnership with our Economic Development Authority, mm-hmm. and Billsburg is now opened up over there. So next year, we hope to begin the process of making some improvements to okay. the marina. There's some funding coming available in July, and we hope to begin that process. We just this week made an intent to offer a contract for design and engineering with a local firm. So we hope to be moving forward with that next year. Tell me, what else is going on in Parks and Recreation? Well, one of the things that I think has been exciting over the last two years, we just became accredited department. Uh, we're one of 166 in the United States that wow. are accredited. There's over 8,000 Parks and Rec departments in the United States, so that's a great accomplishment. Our team along with a lot of the county departments, made it happen. It can't be done alone. Mm-hmm. We're very excited. It was a demanding effort on our staff and our team to put it together, and we were recognized this past fall and received our national accreditation. So that's a great accomplishment, and I'm so proud of our team for making it happen. The other thing that I'd like to mention is the Board of Supervisors appoint a Parks and Rec Advisory Commission. Okay. And I meet with them every other month, and they give me feedback, advice, recommendations, on future programs, they evaluate facilities, they help me try to meet the needs of our citizens. But that's just one aspect of how we try to get the public involved. The other is, of course, we just adopted our revised Parks and Recreation Master Plan last year. We had a lot of community meetings, we did Mm -hmm. surveys. And so one of the unique opportunities that we have is when our citizens provide us input, what they would like to see is how do we make that happen over the next five to 10 years? Right. And the challenges that are not just our department, but all departments is how do we meet the growth and the demand mm-hmm. with the available funding? And so that's one thing that we are always trying to be creative and innovative. And we talk about these public-private partnerships. That's one way. Uh, we're one of the few departments that generate over 50% of our operating budget through fees. Right. And a lot of that is through these public-private partnerships because they pay fees to the county to participate or to be on one of our park sites, along with our sponsorships and other things Mm -hmm. and our general fees. And we're proud that we're able to continue to offer our financial assistance uh, to those that can't afford these fees. And so in the past few years, we generally write off over $100,000 in fees for those that financially need support. So we're proud that we're able to collect the fees and help be less of a burden on taxpayers Mm -hmm. by the users, but we're also very proud that we're able to not deny anybody access to our programs and facilities. Something that is interesting to me is through your master plan and your public meetings and your advisory group, that the adage build it, they will come, is not necessarily true. You have to get that input of what it is that the community is looking for before you start to invest quite a bit of money. Absolutely. And, you know, we're working on a plan right now, a recreational plan in the Grove area, because that's been one of the areas that over the past few years we've really identified as some needs. And the citizens have spoken to us in many ways 
Quarter Path had an outdoor pool that they closed a few years ago, and that's operated by the city. So that was the pool that a lot of our residents in the Grove area were using for swim lessons and for recreational swimming. So we're in the process now. We've just completed a survey down there with our citizens, had some focus group meetings, and we hope to have a plan ready to take to the advisory commission and eventually the board and probably incorporate it in next year's budget request to try to help on the programming and facility needs in that area. Our challenge down there, like I mentioned earlier, is going to be a property. We don't, other than the school site. And one of the things that continue to pop up is the need for a small outdoor pool or something down in that area. Right. And so I'm not sure we can make that happen on the school site. So we're actually looking at some property, keeping our eye open for something and down in that area so we could place it. It's the area of the county. We have a park in the western end, in Upper County Park, right. and we have a lot of parks in the central. Right. We do not have a park, per se, down in the Grove area. But your point about spending dollars on something that the citizens is, we're experiencing that right now. We have some funding to replace some tennis courts down behind Abram Frank mm-hmm. uh, Community Center or the James River Elementary School. But we've been told by the community that they don't use them. So don't okay. spend the money to resurface them and get them up. To, uh, we are going to repair some basketball courts down there because that is something they want to see. Okay. So this recreation plan will help drive us on where we fund and where we make improvements, both on the school site and potentially off that site if we need to acquire some more property. That's just one area that we're working on right now. And it is part of the strategic plan. One of the goals in there, the targets, was working with low-income neighborhoods Mm -hmm. to provide services and facilities. Our other element that's going forward is transporting children from low-income neighborhoods to existing parks, pools, facilities, and programs. So it's kind of a twofold that we're working on. We're up to three neighborhoods that we're working with, and we hope to be working on a grant to get some additional vans to help transportation in the summertime. So that's something we hope to have in place in the next 12 to 18 months. If someone is listening to this podcast and they have an opinion, is it too late to provide input or how could they get you information? Never too late. Yes. By all means, they can go to the website and send us an email or they can call me directly at 259-5361. That's my office number. And anytime citizen wants to give us input on our programs or facilities, we welcome it. Okay. Uh, Can you repeat your phone number? 259-5361. Okay. Something we have not talked about, you mentioned Abram Frank, but there's a community center and a recreation center that the county has as well. Yes, we have the large recreation center, James City County Recreation Center at Long Hill Road. Mm -hmm. And we have the Abram Frank Community Center, which is attached to the James River Elementary School. Okay. And those are our two indoor facilities that we operate. The large recreation center has an indoor pool, a walking track, large gymnasium, multi-purpose rooms, a fitness area, and we're looking to expand that next year. Okay. Uh, the hospital has moved out of that space, so we're going to be expanding our cardio equipment. Okay, room. very so, good. And at, down at Abram Frank, we have a fitness area, a gymnasium, a teen lounge multi-purpose area with a pool table, ping pong table, 
And so that's starting to get a lot more use. Okay, uh, good. If you remember in the recession back in 2009, we had to cut back on some services mm-hmm. and we were not getting a lot of use in that building on weekends. Mm-hmm. And so we're right now we're continuing not to open it, but we're starting to get more demand for weekends. We continue to use it for volleyball and basketball practices mm-hmm. and games and tournaments, but it's not open to the general public right now on weekends. But okay. that's something we're going to explore over the next year. Okay. People need to understand that it's not just whether you're going to turn the lights on or not. You have to staff these places as well, and that costs money. That does cost money. And, you know, when we had to look at things to cut back, we were averaging 12 to 13 people in there on a day, on a weekend, Mm. regular walk-ins. And, of course, we have two staff there. Right. And it just wasn't a good investment at that time. Okay. Uh, But I do think that's changing. The population is changing down in the Grove area. We're starting to get more of a demand for the fitness part of that. We see the fitness room getting a lot more use. We're offering aerobic and exercise classes down there. So we see that changing. All right. So what else is going on? Uh, I think we've got some special events coming up uh, in the next 30 days that I'd like to talk a little bit about. We've got our annual Easter egg hunt. That is so much fun. Uh, Yes, we have between two and 3,000 children that show up to this. So it's an exciting (laughs) event. It will be on March 31st. The first one will be at the Warhill Sports Complex from 9.30 to 11.30. And the second one will be at Abram Frank Community Center between 1 and 2 p.m. Okay. And they're free. Okay. So uh, we want to invite everybody out to that. How many eggs? It's I went when my kids were little. Oh, shoot. Thousands. Thousands. Yes. It's yes, amazing. Yes, yes. They love those eggs. Yes. And, uh, so, and we have other things going on there. I encourage all families with small children to enjoy one or both of those. Very good. Yeah. The other thing is I'd like to talk about our trails. Okay. We have a lot of trails in James City County. And it's one of the things that when we do our master plan, the Virginia Outdoor Plan, it's one of the things that residents always rank as the highest need or desire. All right. Our trails. And, you know, we have the Virginia Capitol Trail, which is in part of it, about seven miles, is in James City County. It's the paved trail. Right. It's getting more and more use. And, you know, I encourage our residents to go use that. We also have a paved trail at Veterans Park, formerly known as Mid-County. And right. most people call it Kidsburg because of that, of the location of that playground. That is a paved trail. At Freedom Park, we have over 25 miles of soft wow. surface trails, and we have about two miles of paved trail that connects Freedom Park to Hornsby Middle School and Blayton Elementary School. Oh, I didn't know that. So I think most people prefer the paved trails mm-hmm. because you can rollerblade, you can walk, you can run, you can stroller. Yeah, mm-hmm. And so those two paved trails are very popular, but I think... Capitol Trail is probably more visible. The Freedom Park Trail is not, but right. it's a gorgeous trail. It was funded 80% by the state and federal government, so we are we want to make sure people recognize and realize it's out there, and okay. it, I think it's a, a jewel. And, and where is that? At Freedom Park. It's okay. located at Centerville, an intersection of Centerville and Long Hill Road. Okay, and it's a huge park. Yeah, it's uh, over 600 acres. Goodness. And uh, most of it's trails. We have an interpretive center there. And then, of course, Go Ape is located mm-hmm. there. And I think there's also a couple of... couple of cabins that yes. we've restored or replications of, well, the first free black settlement in the United States. And so there's a little history there. Mm-hmm. There's a little active recreation. And so it's a nice park, I think, to take the family. You can have a picnic. There's a playground, a shelter for those that love to ride bikes or run trails. It's becoming very popular. All right. What else? 
I mentioned the Grove survey mm-hmm. uh, and the recreation plan that we hope to have out. One of the things that you'd mentioned that we still take input, I'm hoping to get this to the Parks and Rec Advisory Commission in May. Okay. And so once that's done, then we'll develop a plan and then we'll have it back out. We'll have a focus group and we'll have a public meeting down in the Grove area and we'll invite the public out there and, and I'll make sure I let you know. Okay. And you're, so your listeners are aware when that's going to be. Great. And we'll promote that. So I want to encourage the, especially the Grove area residents, to continue to monitor, and we'll have them back out for some more feedback once we have a draft plan in place. I had not known about the tennis courts behind Frank, and it makes me very proud to work for James City County to hear that just because the courts are there, if the people aren't using them, we're not going to spend the money to fix that, and we're going to listen to the citizens mm. and build or fix what they want. And I think that you should be commended for that. Well, thank you. And I think that's something that James City County and all of our departments are very effective at. We try to efficiently utilize our resources and not spend them on something that we that's not needed or not desired by our citizens. Right. Um, I guess the other thing is, actually, there was a presenter last night at the board meeting about mm-hmm. pickleball. pickleball. And so I think it's a new sport for some people. It's been okay. around a few years, and it's growing fast. All it's right. one of the fastest growing sports in America right now, predominantly in the retirement age group, 55 okay. plus. Uh, we've got an active pickleball group, several groups in this area. We were the first locality in the immediate area to build pickleball courts, and we built two about three years ago. Okay. We converted at Veterans Park. We converted a tennis court into two pickleball courts, and then we lined the other two courts with pickleball. So it's starting to grow, and so that's one of the things that we're going to need to look at down the road, too, as long as property is probably going to need to build some pickleball courts in the next few years. And the challenge we always have is taking care of facilities we have and building new. How do we fund and finance those? And so that's one of the things that I know we're going to be working on. Um, John, I have to interrupt because all I can do right now is picture pickleball. Yeah, no actual pickles. (laughs) Are pickles involved in pickleball? No pickles. No Uh, pickles. If I had to describe it, it would be a a in-between table tennis or ping pong and tennis. Oh, And so it's about half the size of a tennis court, a similar type net, a little lower. They use a plastic ball and a wooden or fiberglass paddle. Okay. If you uh, get a chance to go out there, the groups are out there pretty much seven days a week. Wow. And they're usually early in the morning. Okay. And they would love to give you a demonstration. Okay. And actually, they'll have an extra paddle. You can go over there and play. Uh, I've tried it once. And... Uh, I look forward to uh, enjoying it more. When I can't ride my mountain bike, I think I'll start playing pickleball. All right. And the other thing is I think next year we're going to be replacing the synthetic turf fields at Warhill. Oh, wow. Okay. So that's a big expenditure. That and the marina are going to be most of what we fund next year. Okay. And it's really not new facilities. Right. It's maintaining and repairing what we have. And so I think you'll see that over the next few years. And then how do we address the new facilities? And so that's always the challenge. Uh, but we're looking forward to it and trying to come up with creative partnerships to make it happen. All right. You've got your work cut out for you. Yes, but we're looking forward to it. All right. Yeah, yeah. Well, John, you've done a great job. Don't don't look like you're getting ready to leave because oh, okay. you're not oh, done. I was taking off the headphones. Yeah, no. Got to keep those on. All righty. All right. I like to ask a few questions at the end okay. of the podcast. Just to get to know you a little bit better. Mm -hmm. They have nothing to do with anything that we've talked about so far. All right. First question, easy, because you are new to the podcast. Do you have any children? I do. I have two children. 
and I'm going to be a grandfather in August. Congratulations. So that's going to be a new experience. I'm looking forward to that. I have a daughter uh, and a son. Uh, my son's a sophomore in college, and my daughter is uh, living and working in North Carolina. Very good. Where does your son go to college? He's going to Thomas Nelson Thomas this year. Nelson, very and, good. And he'll be transferring to one of the state schools next year. We are so fortunate to have that in our community, oh, our backyard. Yes, uh, very nice. He's he's loved it, and uh, he's looking forward to transferring. He hasn't decided yet where, but he's looking forward to going off to school. All right, well, good. Okay, what TV show are you into right now? Let's see, NCIS. NCIS, yeah. okay, now there's tons of them, right? Yeah, yeah. I like the NCIS uh, New Orleans. New Orleans, New Orleans, okay. yes. And uh, I'm trying to think of this uh, show that was on that we watched. What is it called when you binge net? Uh, yeah, binge watch. Binge watch. Uh-huh. My wife and I, we've never done that before. And, of course, my son started talking about it. And there was a show that, oh, the Cowboy Show. I can't think of the name. But anyway, we binge watched it, the whole three years of it, wow. and about two weekends. So wow, wow. That was my first binge watching because it's hard for me to sit down. But <laughs> the weather was bad. It was at night from 9 to midnight. We did it all for like two Perfect. or three weekends. So. But I can't think of the name of the show. Okay, well, okay. So, but Western on Netflix. It was a Western, a comedy with Ashton Kutcher. Okay. Yeah, so it was a kind of a comedy. It wasn't, okay. a, yeah, and uh, so we enjoyed that. All right, really important question. How do you like your eggs? I like my eggs scrambled. Scrambled. With, with a lot of veggies thrown in them. Oh, good. And Texas Pete. Not nice. Mm, yes. This is an inaugural question for me. I've never <laughs> asked that before. So good answer. I have to tell you, did you know that eggs can be poached in the microwave? I did know that. Okay. Well, Lillian, our mm. communication mm-hmm. specialist, she has taught me that. I had no idea. Okay. So good. I'm glad you're aware. I'm glad you're aware. And finally, do you have any phobias? The, I think I do. The phobia that I have that I, I, I went skydiving when I was in college. I've oh done gosh. hang gliding. I've done some, but now I'm noticing I can't get on my roof anymore okay. because the pitch of the roof. And so it just happened last year. I used to walk around on it. So heights are starting to, uh, and it may be something to do with my age okay. and knowing that if I fall, but I noticed uh, the last few times I've been, I went up to West Virginia two years ago and I, they have this large bridge up there over the New River Gorge, mm-hmm. and they bungee jump and they skydive off of it. Of course, I haven't done that okay. Uh, okay. recently uh, or ever. I've skydived out of an airplane a few times. But, wow. But so when I went up there, I just, when I went over to look over the bridge, it bothered me, oh. even though I was on. So I think I'm starting to, something about heights is, okay. is starting to bother me. I don't, don't mind flying in an airplane, but, you know, looking over... Or realizing I could potentially fall, that just uh, starting to bother me. So I think that's the only phobia I have. I think that's a pretty healthy phobia, Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I just, uh, I used to not worry about that, but now I'm, I am. Maybe, well, maybe it's because I'm going to be a grandfather. And, that, that, yeah, that could be. That could, yeah. that could be. And you have a future pickleball I, uh, yes. career ahead I, of you. I, I look forward to that pickleball career, yes. All right. Well, John, thank you so much. You did a great job. Thank you, Renee. I enjoyed being here. Well, I think that there is so much going on in Parks and Recreation. I would like to start to have a regular episode with Parks and Rec folks. So it could be you. It could be one of your many incredible staff members. And we'll be able to keep everybody informed with what's going on. Thank you. Look forward to it. Great. Thank you, John. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, that wraps up this episode of This Week in James City County. Thank you so much for tuning in. 
If you want to make sure that you don't miss an episode, be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, be sure to check out our new webpage, jamescitycountyva.gov forward slash podcast, where you can find all of our episodes. You can leave us comments, ideas for other shows. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks so much, and we'll talk with you next week.